Amen. It's good. It's it's great. It's great to be in the presence of the Lord and certainly in this service this morning because, huh, mm, my God, my God. And the scripture tells us that later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. And the princess named him Moses because he had been pulled from the water. For our thought and meditation for this time of preaching, I'd like to talk this morning a little bit about something about the water. Something about the water. Gracious and kind and loving God, we thank you for this opportunity that I may stand before your people and proclaim your holy word. May, O oh God, it rest upon their hearts and their spirits that when they leave this place, they will be better for stopping by. Now, God, place me on the decrease while you are on the increase, Lord Jesus. Hide me behind that old rugged cross. I ask right now that you would prop me up on every leaning side that I may be able to do the assignment you have charged me in this moment. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. Well, I just want you all to know that the scripture that was lifted up for your hearing that comes from the second book of the Old Testament, the second book in the in the Pentateuch, um, it, it, from what I read, you all may be saying to yourselves, perhaps that uh, uh, doesn't sound much like a Mother's Day kind of a situation. Uh, if you had been saying something about Hannah, we would get it. If you had talked about Jesus, Mother Mary, maybe we would get it. But, 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 but all I'm going to say is hang in there with me just for a little while. Uh, and my job is to make this a little clearer as we go along. Um, uh, some of you might even say, well, she read in the text there was something uh, there with Moses and he wasn't anybody's mother. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, uh, you are correct. But it is truly the introduction of Moses in the Old Testament. Uh, this is the place where he shows up. Uh, if you are not familiar with it in the Bible, perhaps maybe you, some of you have seen Hollywood's rendition. You all know Hollywood still likes to get a hold of a good Bible story and, and uh, like the Ten Commandments and all of those things and they will talk about how Moses started out his life uh, and, and as he began uh, uh, Moses wasn't in the best position come on somebody uh, uh -huh. when he started life it wasn't with the best set of circumstances I, I know somebody here is listening and saying he wasn't the only one 
who had a rough start. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. I, I need some help uh, this morning. I need just a little bit of your help. Um, so if we uh, would concentrate on the beginning of Moses' life, uh, we would quickly come to the conclusion that it really was a terrible time to be born uh, a male child in Egypt. Uh, that's right. Uh, if we could pause for a minute and think about it, most mothers would really find themselves feeling a bit empathetic towards Hebrew women who were with child during this dispensation of time in history. Um, uh, can I tell you a little bit about the backdrop this morning of the text? Because in the background here, there was a man from the tribe of Levi and a woman who was a Levite woman. And because of their union, because of their marriage, because of them coming together, she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son. Now, now I'm, I'm going to tell you something else. You won't see it in the text. Sometimes you have to go beyond the text and dig a little because the interesting thing about this relationship between this Levite woman and this Levite man is that the woman in the marriage was the aunt of the man before he became came his wife. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What, what, what? What did Pastor just say? That's right, that's right. Uh, Auntie married her nephew. Oh, God. Oh, God. I know, I know, I know you all would never do such a thing, but that is really what was happening with this couple. Uh, but be that as it may, the couple was about to bring their third child into the world, for they already had a boy, they already had a girl. Uh, and so the sad news is that the birth of this child comes at a time when Pharaoh had already passed down his rules. You know, Pharaoh always came up with something. And so he comes up with an edict that says that all male children that are born must be thrown into the Nile River. How sad is that? Uh, save the girls, uh, uh, but kill the boys is essentially what he was saying. Uh, and when I think about these instructions uh, that have been passed down, I, I can't help, Pastor Keith, but to reflect on what I see and hear in the news uh, on a daily basis. Uh, it seems like somebody still has a contract out on our babies. Uh-huh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that, that, that's yeah. how, I don't know, that's kind of how I, I, I see it, how I process it. it. It looks like something's out there that's determined to swallow our children whole. Come uh -huh. on, come on, church people. Come on, you you see what I see. Uh, there, there, there really is something out there that has really declared an all-out war on our children. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there, there are some mothers in the house this morning. Uh, that believe sometimes uh, that it, it looks like it looks like it's legal it looks like it's acceptable and it's anticipated that our children should not be afforded life liberty and the pursuit of happiness that's how it looks. That's how it looks. Uh, uh -huh, so, uh -huh, so, some think, some, some think that we just ought to sit by, just sit on our hands, uh, twiddle our thumbs, uh, and watch the enemy take our children uh, and throw them uh, in the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we live, we live, Sister Leona. 
in a time when, when it's the norm in some circles uh, that if, if our babies live long enough, uh, that all they will be good enough to do is sell drugs, uh, prostitute their bodies, uh, experience abusive spouses, uh, and forego a quality education for a fast life and for fast money. Yeah, that that that's that's how uh huh that's how it is in some circles. But I submit to you today that not only not only has the word spread to kill the males, uh, but can I tell you our females got a target on their back as well. Uh, oh, and they are under attack. Amen. Somebody needs to hear Amen. me this morning. They are the target of the enemy to live lives that are contrary to the word of our God. I I think I'm in the house. I think. I'm in, in the, the house, house this morning. In, uh, in, in our text, in our text, uh, uh, old Pharaoh has summoned the birth attendants, i.e., the midwives, uh huh, has given them these explicit instructions. Uh, and, 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 and he thought, he thought he had a full proof plan. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, but I'm glad that these midwives uh, felt like something about Pharaoh's message uh, just didn't settle right in their spirit. Uh, have you ever heard something that somebody told you to do and something in you said, that that ain't right. Uh, and something about that yeah. don't sound right. Uh, that, that don't go down right. Uh, I can't process that right. Uh, and the issue with the midwives is they feared the Lord, but they didn't fear the man. Hey. Who in the house fears God and not man? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think I'm saying something right, Pastor Keith. Uh -huh. And so they lied to Pharaoh, and they told Pharaoh that by the time they reached the Hebrew women, they had already had the baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they, 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 they told a lie to, to Pharaoh, but they did not kill the male children as they were being born. And as a result, the Bible teaches us in Exodus 1 and 20 that the Lord favored them for their obedience to him and disobedience to Pharaoh. And that their, their houses were good and the Israelites continued to grow, continued to multiply and thus became more powerful. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so after, after we get to our text this morning, what we find here is that the Levite mother has given birth to her third child, which is a good old bouncing baby boy. Uh huh. It was a bad time in history to give birth to a male child. Uh, uh, but can I just tell you, somebody better cancel the baby shower. Uh -huh. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Forget about the onesies uh, and, and take down the stork, for goodness sakes, uh, out of your front yard. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I know, I know it's mother. This day, uh, but for the daddies, come on now, stop, stop passing out your cigars. Uh, take off that it's a boy button because uh, it's not quite time to celebrate. Oh, that's just the text. That's just the text. I, I'm telling you what the text says. Um, so looking at this in the natural, we do have a natural view of what is happening in the text. And it leads me to the conclude uh, that things sort of couldn't be worse. Uh, this baby has been birthed. Uh, he's beautiful. He's healthy. He's strong. Uh, but he's got two problems two problems uh, he's hebrew and he's male uh-huh uh-huh so, uh -huh. so today we say he black and he male 
It's a problem. Say it, say it, say it. Oh, we got a problem. <laughs> that, that, that means, that means uh, that he should surely die. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, but tell somebody close to you what Pharaoh planned for harm. Yeah. Come on, come on. Y'all got to stay with me. God would use for his good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pharaoh had a plan. But can I tell somebody that God had a plan too? And does anybody know that God's plans will always supersede man's plans? Pharaoh, oh, Pharaoh, smart Pharaoh, rich Pharaoh, high on the hog Pharaoh, had it all figured out. But what he missed is there would be some other players entering the story that would interrupt his program. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You see, while Pharaoh was plotting and planning to kill the babies, uh, what he did not remember is that there was a woman, uh, there was a mother uh, that was plotting and planning uh, to keep her son alive. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, my, my, my. Pharaoh, Pharaoh did not take into consideration Sister Benita that what the baby had on his side was a mother who loved him. Oh, anybody ever seen a mother go into real action who loves her child? What he didn't see coming was a mother who said, no, you will not throw my baby in the river. Oh, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. What Pharaoh did not understand is that there was a mother who was not going down without a fight. You're not going to snuff him out without a fight. And verse 3 in the text tells us that when his mama could no longer hide him. In other words, he's growing and he's getting big because of what she's doing in nurturing and nursing him. So she took him and the baby and she put the baby down in a basket. She waterproofed it and she laid it in the bushes. That was her way of protecting her child. She put the baby in the basket and placed the basket in the river. Oh, I know, I know. We cannot even imagine doing this kind of thing, but understand that sometimes, listen to me carefully, sometimes a mother will sense that if a child stays with her, it would be worse off than if she lets it go and be in the hands of another. Oh, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. What this mother did was took him out of her hands and placed him in the hand of God. Oh, 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 God, somebody better help me this morning. Oh, 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 so, so, so the story goes, the story goes in, in verse number four. It lets us know that the baby's sister, come on, y'all got to watch this. The baby's sister, uh, Minister Matt, is off in the distance uh, and she's watching what's taking place. Oh, God. Oh, this is a powerful story. Somebody got to get this. Um, you, you see, the baby is in the basket, in the bushes, in the river. By Pharaoh's daughter, he's found while she was there taking a bath. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that, that's, that's what verse 5 tells us. Uh, oh, come on, come on. Tell, tell, tap somebody and say there's something 
about the water. Oh, Tell them about the water. Oh, I'm going to help somebody in a minute. Oh, yes. Pharaoh's daughter is the one who finds the baby. It, it, it was her daddy that had decided that the male Hebrew children are not fit to live. Uh -huh. And now the baby that should have died at birth is in the hands of the daughter of the man who wanted him dead. Say it. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody. Oh, I think this is getting real interesting, it, Brother CJ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then, then the baby, then the baby, come on, follow me in the text, uh, was taken out of the river, out of the basket, out of the bushes, as the sister of the baby finds a Hebrew woman to nurse the child. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what she didn't know was that the woman that, the ba that put the baby at her breast and fed him was the same woman who placed the baby in the basket in the bushes in the river. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Ah, God. Oh, somebody say, watch God work. Watch God work. <laughs> oh, my God. You see, now, now she can feed him. Now she can hold him. Now she can rock him to sleep. Now she can sing lullabies because her baby is back in her arms. Oh, God. Oh, and then we get down to verse number 10, and it says, when the child grew bigger and stronger, she took him back to Pharaoh's daughter, and she adopted him as her own son. And verse number 10 in the text says, she named him Moses since he was lifted or pulled up out of the water. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I, I love this story, and I especially love this on Mother's Day, uh, because uh, there are uh, there are too many of us who would have been thrown in the water mm -hmm. if it had not been for the love and the care and the concern of a real mother. Oh, 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 we, we, we know, we know, church, uh, that not everybody has the luxury of a mother who has shown you unconditional love and affection. Uh, but I'd be willing to bet that if your mama couldn't or your mama didn't, uh, that somebody stepped in and filled in the gap uh, like only a mama can. Uh, maybe it was big mama that stood in the gap. Uh, maybe it was auntie that stood in the gap. Uh, maybe it was somebody down the street but somebody stands in the gap uh, and takes the place of mama and just like Moses uh, there was somebody who was there to pull you up out of the water oh to take care of you uh, and to nurture you uh, and to raise you as their own uh, we say it like this uh, God had a ram in the bush. Oh, it may have been grandma, God, mom, but the Lord placed somebody in your life to keep you alive. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, guys. We, 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 God is an amazing God. Watch God work in the story. You see, today we come to thank God for the good mothers and for the great mothers. We even thank God for the mothers who did the best they could with what they had. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. I, but I have a news flash for the house. Can I tell somebody that mothering is not the easiest job in town? Come on, 
It's a job that sometimes, sometimes can be thankless and unending. Somebody said you can work it 24-7 and never get a paycheck. You can't get no sick days. You don't get no vacation days. And you might not even get yourself any benefits. To be a mother means that sometimes you go to bed late, but you get up early in the morning. How you take care of people who are sometimes sick and they don't want to cooperate with you in the least. Come on, mothers in the house. We just came to tell the truth this morning. It's a job that you really don't know how you did until decades later. That's when you find out. Uh, yet, yet there's still something about being a mother that keeps you going. Uh, and God has placed something that is mighty special inside the hearts of mothers uh, that cannot be replicated. Uh, oh, no, it can't. Uh, you see, just like Moses, uh, when the world has decided that a child should die, God raises up a mother that says that she gonna go into action uh, and she gonna save that child's life. Uh, oh, when the enemy, when the enemy desires to sift us like wheat, uh, God decides to put something in the heart of a mother can say, you cannot have my baby. Uh, before you get to him, you got to go through me and God. Uh, oh, I know I'm right about it in the house this morning. Is there a witness? Uh, I know I've said it myself. You see, young people who are still living under the roof of your parents, I just want to give you a bit of advice. Listen to your mothers when they say, don't go over there and don't hang out over here and don't be friends with us and such. Because what a mother will know is that you will be harmed in the process. Some of that stuff going to mess you up, get you off track, and head you in a road of destruction. God has placed in her heart what she's actually doing is pulling you out of the water. Oh, yes, she is. Yes, she is. And even grown children, uh-huh. Some of us have grown up children, and some of them don't have any motivation to stand on their own. Come on, come on. I, I, I know it to be true. There are women who are still pulling their grown children up out of the water. Oh yes, I know I have a witness in the house because some mothers are still paying grown folks bills. They're taking care of other folks' families, paying card notes, paying insurance payments, still pulling children up out of the water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of us, most of us have 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 been the benefit of mothers that were praying mothers. Ah, you see, uh, prayer is another way uh, to pull uh, our babies up out uh, of the water. Why? Because what a mother sees uh, in every child uh, is the very thing uh, that God has placed in that child. You see, sometimes don't nobody else see it. Uh, teachers may not see it. Uh, daddies may not see it. Uh, the, the siblings may not see it. Professors may not see it. Uh, but mama can see uh, that God has placed potential, uh, that he's placed promise, uh, and he can, and she can see uh, the power that is within that child. Uh, oh, come 
on, come on, church. Uh, come on, church. Uh, and as, uh, and she keeps pulling you out of the water. She keeps pulling you out of the water because who knows when she's going to pull out uh, the next Barack Obama that can be president. Uh, ah, the next Oprah Winfrey uh, who can have a, a network and uh, uh, be respected in the world of television or the next civil rights leader who stands on the shoulders uh, of the Reverend Dr. King uh, or the Rosa Parks of the world uh, or even John Lewis. Uh, I told you Moses was born in a time when it was bad to be born male, yet he had two mothers that loved him. One that put him in the water and another that pulled him out. Oh God, oh God, you see the birth mother could see that there was a reason to save her baby's life. I bet you even after he was born, Reverend Denise, she could see the potential, she could see the promise, and she could see power written all over her baby. Oh God, oh you all know the story, you know the story. The story goes as Moses grew up and became a man. After a while, he was he was was anointed to be the liberator of his people, Israel. Oh, God. Oh, my, my, my. And it was through the water. Through the water. It was through the water, hallelujah, that he was able to bring the people out of bondage and take them to the toward the promised land. It was by dividing the Red Sea that was the water that he was able to bring his people to freedom. Let my people go. God. Oh, yeah, 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 David. Uh, David, come on, come on, come on. I'm going to tell you something else. Uh, David, you all remember David? David was a shepherd boy turned king. Uh, but even in Psalms 23 and 2, uh, he says that the Lord uh, leads him. Uh, and I believe that the Lord leads us uh, beside the still waters. Uh, and here uh, he restores our souls. Uh, anybody ever gotten restored uh, just because uh, you were seated beside uh, the water. Oh, God, I'm almost done. I'm going to get out your way. My brothers and sisters, I submit to you today. Come on, that God, Jesus will still use the water. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. If I jump over, if I jump over, Sister Leona and I pick up in the New Testament, there are examples that Jesus used the water. Can I tell you in John 5, Jesus would heal people at the pool of Bethesda Whoa. with the water. Huh. Water. <laughs> it was the water in the spittle of Jesus' mouth that when he mixed it with the mud of the ground and placed it on the blind man's eyes. Oh, and then he went to wash in the pool of Siloam. It was something about that water. Oh, God, water. what you're saying? It was the water. Come on, church that Jesus walked upon on the, the night when he kept Peter out from drowning. When, G when Peter 
yes, yes, yes. He walked on the water as if it was a solid surface and never went down. God, Jesus, something about the water. I'm done, I'm done. But I just want to tell you all that we cannot forget the woman at the well. Oh, my, my. Oh, God. You see, Jesus met the Samaritan woman at the well. And he asked her for a drink of water told her yeah he did told her everything about herself she was awfully excited but can i tell you what he did that made it so miraculous is that he talked to her about a substance called living water oh god take me to that room living water you see when you take in the living water it will quench your thirst ah oh, god and you won't thirst again in the spirit oh can i tell you that is what a christian mother is assigned to do take her children and introduce them to a fountain that will never, ever, 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 ever run dry. And she prays that her children will be able to receive the Spirit of Jesus Christ through the baptism of the Holy Spirit which another sign of the Holy Spirit is water. I'm out of your way. I'm out of your way. I just came by for a few minutes to tell you that there is something. There's something about the water. May you have a blessed, a blessed, Mother's Day. Oh, yes. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say. Amen. Somebody say it was love. It was love. That lifted me. That lifted me. Yeah. Love lifted me. Love lifted me. Where my singers this morning? Take me to the water. There you go, Dr. Brown. Take me to the water. Take me to the water. Take me to the water to be baptized. Come on, come on, come on, y'all sing it with us this morning. Come on. Take me to the wall.
None but the righteous. you're standing in the house I pray that you're standing up at home too if you're watching this broadcast this service this morning and of course this is a time where we open up the doors of the house open up the doors of the church so that if there's anybody out there who needs to accept this Jesus that we talk about and we preach about that we sing about if there's somebody who needs to lay stake and claim to him as your personal Lord and Savior. We reserve this time for you to do so right now. And then, of course, we always want to check and see if there's anybody who, anybody who on the line or anybody in the house that needs a place to work out your soul salvation. We offer you Refuge Church Ministries number two as that house, that place where you can come and, and, and even in those moments where you feel like you're drowning, there'll be somebody there who will pull you up out of the water. Help you to live, live out your purpose, live out your destiny in Jesus the Christ. Amen.